Money was uh, very much a hush-hush topic. It wasn't something that my parents or many people around me were comfortable discussing. So by the time I was entering college, I was realizing, man, I really don't know what to do with money. Money Fit by DRS. It's the Money Fit Show, your weekly podcast about real difficult money stories, overcoming financial obstacles, and tips for building healthy money habits. If that sound bite sounded familiar to you, stick around to find out how this Gen Zer went from Money Smarts Zero to award winning personal finance blogger. I'm Todd Christensen, host of The Money Fit Show, and in this episode, I welcome Darcy Guac of We Want Guac fame. Now, don't go away or I shall taunt you a second time. We Want Guac at wewantguac.com is a Plutus Award-winning guide for Gen Z on the path to wealth. It's all about supporting young professionals with best practices for investing, lowering expenses, and earning higher career incomes. All advice comes from Darcy, a 20-something marketer who tripled her income in four years and has over a quarter million dollars invested, all with some guac on the side, of course. Darcy is all about starting the money conversations as early as possible for young adults since financial education, uh, at least it feels like it's practically non-existent in America. She believes the sooner 20-somethings and people of every age learn about proper money management, the more dramatically their lives will improve. Darcy, welcome to the Money Fit Show. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. Well, I am excited to have this conversation. I'm going to, here in a little bit, I'll uh, explain how we originally met, but I want to start off with an opening question for you. And this is not one of our standard ones, but it came from a, a conversation we just had. Would you mind sharing a film or two that is, as I think you put it, financially independent recommended that you have seen recently? (laughs) Of course, yeah. So, um, so I I love chatting with um, with other folks in the community that focus on financial independence. Mm -hmm. And um, and currently, my little brother is staying with me. He's a college freshman, and. Um, since since uh, quite a bit of time is um, spent in my apartment, I said, "Oh, let's do like uh, let's watch a couple of movies." Mm-hmm. And um, two of the ones that we saw were ones that uh, quite a few folks in the financial independence space will recommend as uh, as game changers as far as your mindset shifts and thinking goes. One of them is um, is is well, both of them are from the '90s. One of them is called Office Space. Okay, um, where or that one really I it it's not so much satirical as a lot of people will look at that and go, Oh, that's just like my, my workplace. Or yep. that's exactly what my company is like. Right. And um, the second one is, um, is the matrix, which is very different, huh. very much sci-fi, but um, a lot of it is about questioning uh, just everything around you, which you need to do when you're going on the fire path. Really interesting. That I have, I'll, I'll be honest, I've heard of both of them. I'm, I'm familiar with much of the, the storylines anyway, but uh, those are really interesting. I was, it was not what I expected. So that's, that's cool. <laughs> uh, just to, to clarify, in case our listeners are not familiar with fire, what, is, what does that mean? Yeah. So FIRE in itself is an acronym for financial independence and retiring early. Um, I've 
bring that up pretty frequently because when I was uh, first starting to learn about personal finance and especially the advanced personal finance of what to do with all this money that um, you're saving and you're budgeting, um, it was the financial dependence, otherwise known as the FIRE movement, that uh, really helped me understand what to do next. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into a little more about your experience there. But uh, I wanted to mention uh, you and I met, uh, albeit briefly, after the uh, Plutus Awards at FinCon Twenty One in Austin, Texas, uh, in Twenty Twenty One. You just received the award for best generational financial literacy content, and even though it's been several months, I want to say congratulations again. That's that's quite an honor. Thank you so much. I was very stunned that I received that. <laughs> No, that's great. I, I think uh, the, the fact that, that I don't know, you, I mean, you're very focused on your on your blog at at your audience. So uh, I would imagine that has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm, definitely. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we want to explore your personal finance journey as a story for our listeners maybe to learn from. Do you have a, kind of a any sort of a starting point for your personal finance journey? Any early memories or experiences around money that you wouldn't mind sharing? Um, well, when I was originally growing up, um, I, I actually grew up in, um, in a place that uh, at one point was, was named as the worst place to live in the United States. Oh, wow. <laughs> quite, a, um, quite an accomplishment. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so, um, so growing up um, there, I, I basically grew up with a, uh, within a community that, um, that uh, unfortunately had a lot of empty factory buildings around mm. Um as far as um, the financial story of, uh, of my family growing up, um, money was uh, very much a hush-hush topic. It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't something that my parents or many people around me were comfortable discussing. Mm -hmm. um, so by the time I was entering college, which is in and of itself a uh, very, financially, uh, very financially involved uh, life path to go to, um, I, I was realizing, man, I really don't know about like, I really don't know what to, what to do with money. I know that it's obviously, um, important to get, I mean, the whole point of, of, you know, getting a job is so that you are able to, uh, fund the lifestyle that you want. Um, right. but uh, at the end of the day, I didn't know many specifics of, okay, well, I know that budgeting is important. What's, what's this budgeting stuff. I know that a lot of people get rich with investments. Well, how do you invest? Um, and by the time I graduated uh, college in 2016, um, there were there was also the added fears that I started to uh, really feel in force of, okay, well, like I, I really need a good a good career to mm -hmm. uh, really jumpstart this stuff. How do I get that? How do I compete against all these other college graduates um, and really find myself a good job and move forward? I don't know how to do career advancement which is in and of itself very uh, heavily connected with, uh, with, you know, a high salary. Mm -hmm. um, so with all of that culminating together, I call 2016 my year of fear because then uh, all of Not a sudden- Not 2020 yet. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 was a different story, but 2016 right. was, uh, was definitely me kind of going off into the world, absolutely clueless um, and very aware of the cluelessness. And really um, just just scrambling to figure out how I will build myself up. You, uh, let me, if I can ask you, you were at least aware of that. I mean, I guess there are some, there are some people that just head off and, and 
assume that it's normal. Was there, did you, were you having conversations with roommates or with friends? I mean, what, who, who was uh, influencing you that, or that you were having even some sort of conversations about money with? Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome question. Um, the main answer is just because I was so far away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I orig- I grew up originally in the Midwest mm-hmm. and I ended up going to college in Boston, which is roughly a thousand miles away. Right. Um, I, I knew, I knew enough where, uh, where once I graduated, I could either move back home where, um, there really weren't that many opportunities besides just living in a cornfield, I guess. <laughs> And, and, and just staying in Boston where, um, where there's several industries that are, that are booming and the, and the main problem isn't, isn't that there are no jobs in the first place. Like there was back, um, from where I grew up, mm-hmm. but, uh, but actually figuring out how to get your foot in the door. Um, right. so I was very much determined to stay in Boston. I did not want to, uh, to move back to the Midwest, um, kind of with my tail between my legs. So while I was while I was very focused on um, on being able to make um, to make it here, um, mm-hmm. I I needed to figure out well you know how exactly am I going to do that? Yeah. Um, hence a lot of the well, a lot of the fear and a lot of the pushing. All right. So now you're graduated. You got your degree. What comes next? What comes next? Yeah. So once I did that, I um, I only had a waitressing job at the time that, uh, that was bringing in some money. And I was applying to different places like crazy, um, with a resume, I kept going over, um, and going through all of the ridiculous job portals, um, Mm -hmm. you know, asking me the same questions that were already answered on my resume and driving me nuts. Right. Um, (laughs) and after all of that, I still, um, I still could not, um, find a job. And finally, um, finally, I had ended up calling up a temp agency um, because I was like, I just need to get some full time work. Um, and they were they were amazing. And they had and they got me a job that um, that eventually hired me full time after about six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that time, um, I had started learning um, so much more about about how I can use that first job as a springboard into better opportunities. And where, where were you learning that? What were you doing, uh, finding resources for that? Yeah. So funny enough, it was actually easier to find, um, resources, uh, about, about finances than it was about career advancement. I had thought that it would, it would be the opposite, but, yeah. um, turns out no, but it's also, but the reason I was able to find so much about finance was because I, I just so happened to stumble upon where to look. Mm-hmm. So um, in 2016, I had started the temp job in um, in July, um, and for the next six months or so, um, if I wasn't working, then I was reading up on different. Um, I was reading up on different personal finance forums. Um, one such forum had mentioned um, something about it was like a one-off um, little line in there, like like about us section saying, if you, um, if you're interested in learning, um, reading about more then you might be interested in reading about, uh, financial independence. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that and I was like, financial independence, uh, well, just the wording itself sounds like something I would be interested in. Right. So, so then I ended up following that link 
and um and suddenly it was it was basically like personal finance 2.0 with um many folks in their uh, 30s and 40s discussing, um, you know, this is what I invest in. This was what my journey looked like. Um, this is what um, I did for, uh, for, for my career. And through all of that, um, I, I obviously learned quite a bit about um, how, about the numbers and what different investment vehicles I should look at. Um, but most importantly, it really showed me, okay, well, career advancement is like a, a huge factor in this because that's what's really going to, um, to, to rev up the amount that I can invest and thus have for my future. Mm-hmm. So are you, and, and this, at this time, are you having to deal with any sort of uh, like student loan debt or car loans or any other debts that, that are causing stress or were you able to um, deal with that in college? Yeah. So, um, so with that, um, I, I think this, this really shows how little I knew about money and how little my parents, um, were, were willing to share with me about money. I had, um, graduated from college fully expecting that, um, after that six month grace period, um, I would start, um, paying back my student loans. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was another really big, um, big motivator for me, knowing that I would have that looming over my head. Um, I had so many plans in place of, okay, I'll keep the waitressing job on the weekends and I'll just yeah. grind it out on, with my full-time job until I either pay off the debt or just pass out um, and we'll just go from there. Um, unbeknownst to me, um, my, my parents had happened to, um, to have a, a, lot of, um, a lot of raises um, in between them at work and uh, promotions. And um, in around Christmas time of 2016, when I went back to the Midwest, um, I had sat down with my dad and I was saying, okay, like, um, I know that the, uh, that the loans were put in your guys' name. Um, I'm ready to, uh, start, you know, you know, passing this, mm-hmm. passing the buck back to you. And he goes, oh, well actually, uh, me and your mom, um, already have those paid off. So you don't wow. have to worry about that, which, nice. Yeah, that really threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, I was worrying about this incessantly for nothing then. Yeah, you couldn't tell me earlier. That's but <laughs> oh, parents are awesome, right. right? And I was like, I was like, if I just never brought this up, would you just have never told me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, so so that was a that was a massive stroke of luck and privilege that I was mm-hmm. not expecting um coming my way. Um and and you know, obviously this isn't the case for uh for most people, but um but I had all, but since I already had all these plans in place for, uh, for, you know, paying back all this money that I suddenly now could use for anything else, mm-hmm. um, I was realizing, okay, well, now what can I do with this? And then luckily, since I had um, all this education from months of studying what other personal finance podcasts like this one mm-hmm. or, um, or different blogs or other resources, um, then, then I was able to, um, really hit the ground running and really focus on building up some wealth. So a lot of, a lot of guests, a lot of, uh, people who, um, go through some financial challenges and come out the other side, uh, heading in the right direction. We'll talk about having a, either an aha moment or have, uh, like a, come across a mentor, somebody who shakes them up. But I mean, it sounded like this was kind of a DIY sort of a, a, a situation for you that, that this was a lot of self a self-motivated study. Yeah, it definitely was a lot of self-motivated study. Um, 
as I, I really didn't have any, any mentors I could call up and say like, Hey, uh, so-and-so can you let me, can you walk me through kind of, you know, you know, how to invest or what, you know, any, just any questions. Um, but in lieu of that, um, I've really discovered that if you don't have real life mentors to go to with questions, um, the having, having just internet access and figuring out where the, where the people online are that are willing to discuss personal finance, um, whether you interact with them or not, they can become, um, surrogate mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I've discovered, uh, to my surprise and delight that, uh, there are so many folks in the community, myself included now, um, that, that are more than happy to answer any questions that you send them, whether through social media or through email, um, if you, even if you were a lurker and never interacted with anybody like I was for us <laughs> for several years there. Lurker. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds kind of scary. <laughs> uh, um, but, but there, but there are so many, um, there are so many different articles and different, uh, podcast episodes, um, even YouTube videos, or now there's TikTok videos, um, where, where people share different tips, they share their stories and you can discover so much of, oh, wait, that's actually really applicable to my life or something that I'm struggling with right now. Um, sometimes it can get a little scary where you're like, okay, we're, this is actually like freakishly similar to what I'm experiencing. How do you know this? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but otherwise overall, um, they've, they've become, they've become, um, the mentors, the community overall, um, that I have been lacking. What do you, was there a a time uh, when you were discovering some of these uh, resources, online resources that do you recall um, wanting to ask a question, but be nervous about it? Or uh, did you just say, Hey, I'm just going to ask, I'm going to submit a question or, or, or did you, uh, uh, was it something that like took months or or weeks to to finally ask? (laughs) So, um, so this might seem, this might seem surprising, but by default, I'm actually a very shy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when it, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, finding these, these folks online and looking at many of the resources, um, some of the biggest ones that I was looking at were, um, were just the biggest names in the space at the time, like Mr. Money Mustache mm-hmm. was a big one. Um, Frugal Woods was another one who also just so happened to be around in New England, like myself, mm-hmm. um, uh, for all of them, um, I I was pretty content for the first uh, for the first let's say six or seven months just just reading up on everything I could. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was just that I didn't know what I didn't know, so right. I needed to be- have those building blocks so I'd know what questions to actually ask. Um, and then once I did, um, then I think it was around um, actually no, I know this March of 2017 where I um, started asking questions on different forums. Like um, there's uh, many forums on the Mr. Money Mustache site. There's um, Boglehead forums um, for any folks looking at Reddit out there. There's the Financial Independence subreddit. And I went to, and I went to those and I was asking just, just basic questions of, hi, um, I don't know if um, anybody has an answer for this, but I'm you know, let's say that I'm um, that I'm starting to invest in an index fund, and I had a question about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there were uh, I was I was actually really impressed. Like like every time there was more than one person who would reach out with an answer and explaining exactly what I needed to know, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, which was which really blew me away. I never would have uh, thought that there was people out there so willing to share their 
um, their insights with me and um, answers to any questions that I would have. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, a common misconception for those who are have not started set, uh, on, on our journey is that they're the wealthy are into themselves and, and uh, you know, the a, a closed circle and I can, I, they'd never, I can never access that, but that yeah. sounds like your experience is, is proves that wrong again. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too, because um, I feel like there is this, um, this kind of, this kind of, it seems like um, the wealthy are this very much like, like closed mouth community where you were like, like it's almost by like sheer luck or like, like winning the lottery that you can get in. Mm-hmm. But, but in reality, um, if you're, if you're able to um, go to these forums, if you, if you start learning um, and you start understanding um, things about, you know, how to, let's say, uh, vet investments and figure out, you know, which, which avenues or which strategies are best for you and your situation. Um, you know, in, in many cases, it can absolutely transform your life. Um, I can, I can say, uh, it can at the very least improve, uh, your circumstances. Yeah. Well, what, what, uh, tell us, uh, tell our listeners, um, share with them what you're doing now to support others on their own journeys to financial independence. Currently, I run a site, wewantguac.com. Um, I began the site in January of 2020 um, to basically help out um, others like myself who are in their early or mid-20s um, to really get started on understanding how to um, grow their wealth, um, budget, and to increase their income. Okay, and I got to ask, tell me, tell me about guac. Is that is that a personal passion, or is that inside Joe? I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm not in the right uh, generation. Oh no no no! Uh, guac is definitely applicable to uh, any any different generations. Oh, I love so, guacamole. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Scary. favorite favorite food right here. <laughs> um, but um, I chose we want guac specifically um, for a couple of reasons. One was that. Um, a while ago, there was a certain billionaire who was um, who was complaining that the uh, that the reason that many millennials and um, now Gen Z are unable to make the same strides in um, in wealth like like homeownership that uh, that the previous generations were able to uh, go for mm-hmm. um, was was because oh they're buying too much avocado toast or smashed <laughs> avocado or something like that. Um, <laughs> So, which, which at the time caused a lot of backlash, like, yeah. man, like I'm just buying too much avocado toast and instead of just saving up for a house, that's, that's, totally that's the bad. answer. <laughs> like, like, like fun fact, that's actually yeah. the whole issue is that you go out <laughs> and buy this too much. Oh. Um, and, but the other reason is that, um, I, I see, I, I've always seen this cropped up time and time again, um, where, um, you can go to any Mexican restaurant and, um, and guacamole for your chips will cost extra mm-hmm. or just getting a burrito guacamole is going to cost extra yep. and i chose we want guac as my moniker because i wanted to show like hey like it's like like we want we want the guac we or the avocado toast or whatever uh whatever avo inspired dish um mm-hmm. really floats your boat um and we are going to do it while um, well, you know, also really getting what we deserve in terms of compensation and investment returns and, uh, and really comfort with your finances. It's not all about deprivation then. 
Exactly. Yes. In fact, um, you might even order table side preparation. I mean, have them make it at the table, right? Yes. Well, if you want to be missing. But... <laughs> I love it. Um, love it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Darcy, where, uh, you, have you got, uh, one, as we wrap up here, and I've really appreciated your time, enjoyed it. Um, have you got one piece of practical advice that, uh, you wouldn't mind, uh, sharing with our, our listeners? Yes. Um, one big piece of practical advice, um, for me would be basically to, um, to get comfortable with, um, uh, with talking about and learning about finance. Comfortable. Yes. And, and I get the impression, you know, that that you mentioned you have to have a foundation and it's not always just about who you know but you you kind of proven that it's you can do it you can start on your own and uh, get your way to to find the mentor that that fits for you yeah 100 percent um so much of it is just going in and um and and just being comfortable losing some financial anxiety um a lot of folks uh, just avoid money because it's too, it might be too scary of a topic or too overwhelming, but um, focus on overcoming that and um, so many more doors will open up to you. Good. Yeah, good. Uh, and where can our listeners connect with you online? So you can find me on my site, wewantguac.com. I am also on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you, Darcy. Uh, I'll call you Darcy Guac for your time today. We appreciate you, your work online. And uh, to our listeners, I want to say thank you for joining us. Please do check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. And until next time, please stay money fit and stay the course to your own success.